Welcome to Seymour, podcast about movies and TV. I'm Juan Gonzalez, and this is the second part. It's part two of our Avengers Endgame therapy session, where we'll be spoiling everything about the film, sharing our thoughts on what worked and didn't, and we'll be doing so beat by beat so that we cover all of the major moments of the movie. Joining me are two very special guests, Joao Gonzalez and Aaron Vasquez. In part one, we discussed our initial impressions, our personal thoughts, uh, where we landed on the three-hour epic and analyzed the first half of the film. In this final chapter of our MCU discussion, we'll wrap up that very eventful finale and play a couple of Q&A games. That's a surprise for the listeners who make it all the way to the end. Now, for whatever reason, in case you haven't heard the first part, please go listen to last week's episode because we're picking up right where we left off. And if you don't care about any of that and just want our opinion on the ending of the film, uh, this is full of spoilers. So with all that being said, let's get right into the conversation. The gang retrieves all of the Infinity Stones with ease, I think. And so easy. So yeah. easily. Like it took 21 films for Thanos to get. Right. Yeah. And they got it in like... 45 minutes I, I should say they go they we have a moment of oh no uh they ran out of the serum to go back in time they could only do one more jump so they go back to 1970 so that steve rogers can rekindle his uh emotions for like peggy and right. tony stark can have a moment with his dad before his eventual sacrifice that didn't sure. do a lot for me didn't do a lot for me either but like i get it i for, like for what they were trying to do with each of those two characters like i get it I get it. Yeah. Shirley's sure. there from Community. Tony and Howard is a really good treat for everybody that's been in this for a long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what that really means, but within the the scope of the movie, it is just like, whoa, slow down here. Yeah. It's just kind of two guys being like, "Hey, you're yeah. pretty cool." Yeah. Like, you're pretty cool. You look familiar. Do I know you? <laughs> no, but you're cool. Like right. that's the whole thing. Right. And your son's going to be all right. Right. And he, because he is me, right? <laughs> I, it, I am your. It's me, Dad. It's me, Dad. Yeah, Dad. It's like in that. Uh, it's Dund- me, Tony. Dunder I'm- Mifflin commercial was like, "You have it's. You have a son, and it is me." Yeah. Like the, the Dwight. Thing. <laughs> there was a funny moment where he was like, "What are you thinking about naming your kid?" And he says, "Some. I forgot the name. It's like a funny name." And he's like, "But we're still thinking about it." And he's like, "Yeah, give it some more thought." Yeah. I almost forgot to mention this, but yeah, Black Widow and Hawkeye go to. See the red skull so at, uh, stupid, in Vormir and like was... try to out sacrifice each other. Right, it was a race to suicide. That was the dumbest. And thing they ever. pulled that trick like way more times than I didn't the know was possible. Out. Like the oh. fake out death scene. Yeah, I feel like they needed to. I like this is this to me. This was one of the ones that I feel like we could have skipped over in the sense that we know what's going to happen, but. I would have liked to have had it happen the other way. So like just Scarlett Johansson comes back. We don't see what happens, but just Scarlett Johansson comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it just feels like Hawkeye was the person to make the sacrifice. And and I and I totally skipped over, but he like murdered a bunch of people while uh, he became right, of Ronin. Course he was corrupted. He was Ronin. And then uh, he turned into Ronin and just started assassinating a bunch of people. Right. During those five years. Um, um Again, yeah. a lot of storylines. It's hard to keep up. I forgot to mention that this earlier. Is, yeah. And this would be the second Ronin in the MCU. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, I just thought that that whole thing was just so... Like, present 
or I guess like future Nebula is in the crew. She knows that Thanos sacrificed Gamora to get that stone. Right. Well, Where, why didn't she tell her during the plans? Yeah. Why wasn't she like, hey, Man, guys, listen, by the way, one of you is going to come back. Yeah. Like, if we're just playing with the logistics of it, yeah. I don't think that this is a situation where it's like, all right, well, we're going to bring like a, a horse and throw that over. You know, you'd have, yeah. it does have, it does have to have significance right. as far as like i guess quote unquote a sacrifice but, but i didn't like how like mr and mrs smith it was when right. that would, like, <laughs> that's you know great, just like yeah. man like oh hilarious i'm gonna you know i'm gonna rope tie you while i kill myself right. like it was that's to me perfect. i was like this is so strange and then tonally it's like and then she she like dies and then we see a shot of her head with like her brains just splat and i'm like oh god there's Have, definitely a lot of like bloodshed yeah i mean it did seem like tomato paste right but um yeah i also was like look you know what if you're gonna give uh scarlett johansson a death scene don't make it a redundant death scene right. meaning that we've seen it already before right you it know, felt like, cheap yeah. yeah i feel like oh cool she died the exact same way gamora died with the exact same impact for the exact same thing and using now, the exact same shots right. And also, like, yeah. didn't the soul stone This is exist? all nitpicky, but, you know. It really isn't, though, because all of these things add up to a feeling. You know what I mean? While you're watching, even if you can't really process why you feel a certain way, you are being affected by what you're watching. And your brain is processing things, even subconsciously. Like, the fact that I've seen that death scene before, like... I was checked out. Yeah, Exactly. I was checked out on that death and, scene. And by the way, we haven't even talked about this, but structurally, this thing's three hours. I'm starting to feel the runtime just talking about this movie. Right. Yeah. But think about how many, when when the, the play in Infinity Wars to fake out, like do a bunch of fake outs, subvert expectations. I can do that for an hour and a half. We saw a movie's worth of movie by the time we get to this point, and I'm just tired. Of, like, I don't care which one of you dies. Like, just stop trying to fake me out and let's move it along. Like, <laughs> right. Let's use these 20 minutes not to fake me out, but just like, I don't know, have like a meaningful dialogue. Right. Just like stop trying to like fuck with me as a viewer, guys, because we've been doing this for, if I'm counting Infinity War, 33 and a half hours already mm -hmm. of like subversions. And I'm tired by the time we get to the scene. Right. We could use a little like no country for old men here. Yeah. Where it's just like you see them begin to say goodbye. And then, you know, she comes back with his his blade or his like arrows and arch. Yeah, for, like what what's his for the thing? daughter? She or comes something? back with his faux hawk. Like, <laughs> what, what like what like one thing does he have to differentiate uh, Yeah. Yeah, so that's like what I had wished you know, I don't want to talk about what I want want to have seen as much, but I just feel like that would have been a good way to cut yeah 10 minutes trips are fat yeah and yeah. we didn't we could have used you know something else so yeah and and we're back uh everyone gets back okay and i yeah at this point i'm exhausted we had been in you know three different timelines mm -hmm. or four different timelines and and we're all back together we've got the infinity stones tony makes a makeshift infinity gauntlet which is cool. He used his own tech to do it. Hmm. And Hulk's like, look, I'll do it. I'll bring him back. I got to do it. The radiation. This is what I'm here for. So oh. we know what Hulk's there yep. for. I'm, I'm with it. Destiny. Destiny. Feels like destiny. Right. Yeah. Feels like destiny. The other CGI guy did it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> he snaps his fingers. His arm looked like he looks a lot like Thanos. 
by after he snaps it. Also, right? y'all are saying Thanos. Is it Thanos? Thanos. I had been saying Thanos, and then I think I, I was like watching a bunch of YouTube videos, and people were saying Thanos, and then I would make fun of them for saying Thanos, and here I am. I'm saying, I'm the same way. Thanos. I I say Thanos, yeah. and then somebody on YouTube said Thanos, and people in the comment section made fun of him for saying Thanos. But I that was the last. Yeah. Like now I've just seen it so Thanos. much. Now we're saying. Is this say Thanos, bro? Yeah. Thanos. Okay. Th- Thanos. And so Hulk's arms. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> so Hulk's arms shriveled up, and I thought it was very tasteful the way that like all their cell phones started going off, and like, oh, it worked. Like yeah, people, Peggy's nice. car- calling, or, um, or I guess she was. She had been alive. I mean, but Hawkeye's wife was calling, and right, Linda was, Cardellini. <laughs> was that phone on charge for five years? Yeah. <laughs> like it would, it would have needed a little charge as yeah. soon as she snapped. She was calling already. <laughs> Oh, uh, other huge thing that we should have kept track on. It's Nebula. Nitpicking, bro. <laughs> Nebula swapped with, past Nebula swapped with present Nebula. Right, right. And they didn't notice that she was, and then she uses some kind of technology to bring Thanos to the future or to the present. Now, yeah. how the hell did Thanos on his end create a time machine? They didn't explain that to like come back into the future. The Russo brothers have said we can't do this, guys. They're starting to retroactively, like... So they were like, oh, yeah, everyone knows, like, Thanos' boy, Tony the Guardian, is, like, a crazy tech whiz. And he developed a technology on their end. Wait, the Russos said this? Yes, the Russo said that his right-hand man, whatever his name is, he might have sure. been in Infinity War, the skinny alien guy, Tony the, the tech whiz. Uh, right. Had, oh, Ebony Maw. Probably, yeah. like... Bow to the children yeah, yeah, yeah. of Thanos. So they were yeah. like, oh, he's a huge techie. So they used Nebula. They saw how they built the time machine. And he was able to replicate it. That was like, fine. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like, let's not, let's not I'm, like retroactively right. like. Uh, I'm more concerned as how Thanos got there without his uh, Avengers, you know. Suit. Yeah. Time how did they all suit? get there? Right. <laughs> Where was the time travel suit for the entire ship? Yeah. <laughs> So they all, so he like blows through that thing. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the Avengers Tower, like I didn't even know where we were. It looked like a different planet. But like the wreckage was right. insane because he th- flew a ship through that thing, understandably so. And now is the moment that we've all been waiting right. for. Right. This was one of my favorite moments of the movie was it was really nice, really reflective moment. And then Ant-Man gets 12 whole missiles to the face. Yeah. <laughs> is blown away. Yeah. And uh, is, emerges unscathed. Right. There, there was course. a moment when like a uh, rocket was like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And he was under the rubble. And I was like, I felt that. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. The way like Bradley Cooper. I forgot Bradley Cooper was in this movie. Yeah. Voicing this raccoon. I really like that character. Yeah. Great character. Great rocket yeah. moments here. But it's all just like a blur within like what's happening. Right. His, so him and Hawkeye and all of them are underground with the Infinity Stones. And th- we basically play like hot potato until the end of the movie of just like passing the gauntlet back well, and forth. Well, before we get to that, oh, another, another marvelous plot device. Oh my God, yep. Captain Marvel comes screaming out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Wait, before we even get to that, I just want to mention that Rocket Raccoon, his wardrobe is very similar to Peter Quill's throughout the whole movie. Like cool. towards the, yeah, he wears like the classic Rocket Raccoon from the comic books and it looks, they made it look similar to uh, Star-Lord. So 
Yeah, I, I dug his costume. I, it's cool, I, right? I thought it was really cool. A little cool bandana. Colors. Yeah, it was, it, was pretty, yeah. it was pretty bandit. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So Thanos comes down, and then initially we get Thor, uh, the original trio, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man start duking it out with this 2014 Thanos. You know what? Let's call him Thanos, because he's not Thanos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not yeah. my Thanos. That's, that's not my Thanos. <laughs> he's Thanos. On just like a raise of hands, who thought that when Thor got both hammers and like thundered his suit on, uh, that he would get skinny again? Yeah, I thought that I'm was raising good. my hand. Yeah, I'm raising, I think, yeah, yeah. I thought, and they kept him fat, and I love the fact that they kept him fat. Yeah, yeah. and he had that the, the dreaded beard. The dreaded beard was cool. Yeah, I th- felt like all of his, you know, all of his outfits and costumes or whatever. Previously, through into uh, Endgame, all felt like they were made out of real things, like mm. either iron or this yeah. felt real rubbery. Right. Like whenever he put it on, I was like, "Okay, it can't be like hardened steel with your fat <laughs> gut." Like yeah. it, it didn't. It definitely felt like some sort of like plasticness, elasticity to it. Where I was like, oh, "Okay, well, this isn't, you know, this isn't real armor. It's just like a fat. It's it's just like a, a, ru- a, a yeah. rubbery thing over over your right. fat. Yeah, yeah, over your fat. Yeah." And and the fight was cool. The three of them fought Thanos, who was wearing like his 2014 gear, and they start to lose a little bit. And then the, my favorite moment of the film, like from a just, they got me with, and I feel like they had so much fan service that no matter what caliber of Marvel fan you were, you had a moment of like, oh, that's cool, like that's cool. And for me, it was when Captain America picked up Thor's hammer. Ooh, if you read I the, wouldn't say picked up Thor's hammer. What? How would? Picked up Major Majornier. Uh, I would say that it was a Ray moment. Oh yeah, the Ray moment. The 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 Star Wars. Like uh, I th- I oh, feel like I these see. movies like because they're both Disney. To me, it was a lit like I was like ooh too soon too soon to like take the exact same moment from oh Star from Wars. the Force Awakens the Force Awakens yes. Yeah. At the end of The Force Awakens, when Ray gets Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, just for context. And real quick, like the rules there is like everyone has some sort of life force, whether it be a little bit or in the case of Ray, pools of it, right? Right. I don't have any idea how, who and how can summon this hammer. I just know that Captain... If they're worthy. Yeah, Captain America moves it, which means that he's at somewhat worthy in Age of Ultron. Yes. Like picking it up, like pick. when it's sitting on the ground, he tried to pick it up. Right. So he yeah. at this point full on summons like thunder. The and yes, yeah. Not only summons thunder, it's like directing thunder. But the moment happens where he catches it, and or he picks I, it up. He just picks it up. No, he no. He he calls it. He calls it. The th- so Thor is like about to die. Yeah, let's set the scene real quick. Yeah. He, he's, he's putting he's putting Stormbreaker, his new thing, yeah. into his chest, just like Thor did into his chest right. at the end of and Infinity War. Right. And he isn't able to call his other hammer Majorneal, because he's, he's or, trying to keep it away from both hands. Yeah, um, and eventually the hammer comes and smacks him in the head, uh, and yes. it's because uh, Captain America has summoned the hammer. Yeah, to me, I felt like. Mm, I would have felt that moment more if I hadn't had a moment like that in recent memory that was more well done and more earned. In their defense, they did have 22 movies and they did like sort of foreshadow in an Age of Ultron. And just because it's like the last one, I was willing to forgive it. Like when he started summoning the thunder and stuff, I was like, oh, he was full on God mode. This so is like a video game now. Aaron saying 
you wouldn't have had a problem with it if he would have just picked it up. You're saying the whole summoning and the whole like fake out of the of the hammer like flying by, and you think it Thor's just, summoning and it, it just looked ju- it was just like Star Wars: The Force Awakens. It was yeah, it, it, yes. it was the exact same if, shot. If they executed that scene differently and he and he picked it up and the lightning came down, would that have been like different uh, different reaction for you? And I also think that it would have, like, as far as impactfulness, right? Yeah, I think we kind of lost that impactfulness when vision does it at in age of ultron like they're setting that whole thing up picks it up hands it to thor very casually casually and that's the badass part i am under the understanding that whether thor has his hand out or not he can control the hammer so i thought that he could just like yeah because it's happened before right He's, he's just like let it go right and like right let it in like, ragnarok the opening even infinity scene, war he throws it and it just goes around when he arrives in wakanda do you remember in ragnarok the opening right. scene is thor being like chained up and right and he's like yeah. yeah yeah and his hands are chained behind his back right. so yeah so, so, sure sure again yeah. <laughs> another sure moment yeah. i am happy to see uh captain america wielding this hammer however it is not to me not earned you okay know what i mean that's fair yeah, enough for me seeing him with like the shield and stuff and fighting him i was like cool like he got to do this before chris evans goes out like this is a cool moment and then eventually i mean thanos just sort of overpowers him anyway and then summons his army how do they how do they come in through like the through past portals or something whose portals the, no one only dr strange so he so then he <laughs> there was a really cool moment where thanos and his whole army is just like about to take over earth and captain america is like the last one standing. yeah and he's, he's looking at him. he's ready to go yeah best shot he, in the movie best shot in the movie yeah. like he's just like and it's just such a good character moment like i don't care what the odds are like i will stand and die by what i think yeah. is right and he's he could do this all day Earth's last defender. And they found, and he finally did it in a way where he didn't have to say he could do this all day. We saw that he was like, boom, his shield was broken, he's holding whatever. And then Dr. Strange comes in mm-hmm. and he's like, remember, you saved all of us. Well, even before that, beat? even before that, Falcon comes in with the on your left captain. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Referencing, yeah. of course, uh, another fan service moment, Winter Soldier, the first part of it. Yeah. And then we just get like everyone. Isn't everyone it? the snapback reveal everyone we got iron man Peggy's another iron one of man. the top best fan service moments yeah the undoing of the snap because as a viewer i almost forgot that we undid the snap, the, the snap back. by that point yeah right. and so like we're reminded uh joel what were your thoughts during that whole sequence oh, i was just like i remember when everyone showed up i don't know why i thought this but in the moment i was just like are they really doing this like yeah, are we really gonna get to see this everywhere? Because I yeah, because I almost expected to like cut away or something for something to happen for us to like not get the big fight. Because we had seen at this point we had seen like two and a half hours worth of movie. I was so exhausted, and I was just like, "There's no way that this is the climax." You know, what I mean, I thought we were already like, I thought we were winding down. Yeah, the three somehow. on one was like the. The climax, I right. felt like, yeah. And then when that happens, I was just like, I was, I was just, I could not believe that we were going to get to see what we eventually got to see. And I, and I appreciated it. I thought that it was just like spectacle alone. I was just like, okay, they really are just throwing everything at us right now. 
And I and it was cool. It, was it worked, like, yeah. right? Yeah. It was the full-on, like, here it is. Here's the smorgasbord of fan, of, yeah. of everything you've ever watched. Here right. it is. Um, but I, I'm still like, yeah, but they're still going up against Thanos. And <laughs> not like, to Thanos. me, not to, Thanos. to me, Thanos. like, they make this point early, right? Where they're like, well, why don't we just kill baby Thanos? Mm-hmm. And... While they don't necessarily go back and kill baby Thanos, they do kill a version of him that is less experienced and less, you know, up for the fight. Like, it isn't killing baby Thanos, but it isn't so far away that they are getting to this guy before he gets to the power that he... Before he's, like, wielding all of the Right, before we're all... yeah. Yeah, which I felt like was really amazing to see all of this... All of his abilities, like to me, I was—I didn't know what he couldn't do without him. I didn't yeah, care. I liked thing. the about, yeah, yeah. I liked like his ability to, mm-hmm. you know, but he was much more grounded. He had no real special power except for maybe his like the the amount of damage he could take and his like wielding the sword or. And he was still kicking everyone's ass. Like he kicked. Oh, Captain Marvel except comes the, in. Yeah, Captain by the way, Marvel started yeah. kicking his ass. And then and then he starts kicking her ass and. Yeah, he with one punch he takes the, the power the stone and then punches. There, there her. is a moment, there a couple moments within that big fight scene. They have a nice like uh, the first shot that we see is like a one shot that kind of follows a couple different characters through, and then we get the Marvel. I forgot what it's called in the comics, but it's like the all girls Avengers team, mm-hmm. the A right. team, something like that. They all like protect Peter Parker. Which yeah. was, they were like, we've got yeah. this. And uh, I did. It was like the the formation. I the formation. Oh, yeah. Formation. Yeah. 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 Okay, Beyonce made a cameo. Yeah. Dude. Okay, ladies. I was. I, I literally say that, okay, let's get in formation. <laughs> and they start kicking ass. And I forgot, like for a second, I forgot. There are a lot of female heroes. Like un- obviously, like not a lot of. I thought the same thing too. I was like, I didn't realize how many of them there were. Mostly because a lot of them aren't like their own main characters in films, which like right. I think we're going to see a shift, fortunately. But I, I I dug it. I was like, cool. I yeah. know a lot of a lot of dudes didn't like that moment that that uh, Marvel yeah, was throwing their politics. SJW writers, yeah. they were like, ruined the big fight scene. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, to me that was one of the best fan service moments of the thing of being like, look, what we're here to do is to just sort of like look back and reflect and highlight the fact that these are all like the women heroes that make this happen, and it's a diver- it's a diverse crew. There's young, there's old, you know, all walks of life. Yeah, and um, I mean, I was still having a little bit of trouble figuring out how Pepper Potts was now like Iron Woman, and she could she right. was like kicking ass. <laughs> was amazing. Like I was just kind of like, this is but sort sure, of strange. But I mean, yeah, sure. But, but yeah, I was I was sure. also yeah I was <laughs> but, also happy with like the fact that she was now like at least in the fight, no longer like a damsel in distress, and happy to see her with all of these cool ass women that are you know yeah representing yeah roadie did the same thing when he became war machine like at no point before him putting that suit on did you think like he knew how to work that suit right yeah he just like put it on it was iron man sidekick like immediately right so sure so so everyone everyone fights and and everyone has a one-liner i mean peter parker finally gets that hug from tony everyone has that kind of moment where they have like a one-liner that references their own movie. And I think that kind of worked there. Like if you're going to have these 22 movies lead up to this one thing, like, okay, callbacks to their individual movies work, I guess. Yeah. And the fight was not too long. 
that like got really annoying, but it wasn't too short that I felt like I feel, felt like it should satisfy anyone who was looking forward to it. Yeah, was okay yeah. There was that. definitely devil levels of people that Thanos had to get through. Yeah, like it was like this guy was up to the plate. Now this guy was up to the plate, and he was kind of handling all of them. Yeah, um, and. I will say this about uh, why was it so dark? I don't like the fact that like every it was a very dark scene. It was like it had just been daytime before he like. Well, I down. heard the cinematographer said that it wasn't too dark because he shot it. It was as dark as yeah, it was supposed to be. <laughs> nice Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> but also like I know logistically for CGI purposes, it's way easier to right. to CGI something believable under lighting that isn't like. But I would have loved to see all these guys like pop in all of their different costumes. Whatever. Maybe we'll get that someday. Probably not. Maybe DC can get their shit together. <laughs> and we'll have a very colorful Justice not League likely. movie. So anyway, they overpower Thanos, but like not really. And he ends up getting his hands on the glove and he goes one-on-one with Iron Man, who like steals the stones before he can snap his fingers and saying very coolly, I am inevitable, which is kind of like a, like a poser move because he only said that because he saw himself say it. Poser. It's a Thanos. Right. That, this yeah, is this Thanos, Thanos guy. Yeah. Thanos, yeah. yeah he's a one. But I, I yeah. want to also, before we go further than that, I want yeah. to talk about when Strange re like Strange knows he, he knows now like how on track everything is. Right. And his and Stark immediately comes out and as like, hey, tell me, tell me now. He's like, if I tell you, It'll, it'll like, it this happen. isn't one of the ones that if I tell you, it's not going to happen. Right. And then there are moments where everything is stopped and he just holds the screen for, for feels like two minutes, three minutes. And he's just like, you just see him and he's like, this is the one shot. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of like the resolve things happen. Tony makes a grab for the thing. Yeah. And, you know, I really like that where it just like slows down for a second and then it feels like back in that Infinity War connection where they're like, this is it. This is our one shot. That's a great point. That yeah. that moment f- reminded me that of this Infinity is a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. It was like reminded me of yeah. Infinity War as a movie, but also as like the, a world. Right. You know, that moment felt like the feeling I had watching Infinity War, which I hadn't felt for a lot of this movie. And right. I feel like this movie retroactively like made Infinity War feel like an Elseworld movie, like an alternate timeline, because they basically undo all of it, even though it's the same timeline. Right. Right. I, I just feel like that world was, man, that world was so dangerous. They were like ruining everything we knew, and like here we are in this, and they just like... But... I think they, they do a good enough job. He he has the line. He says, I am Iron Man. He snaps his fingers. As a viewer, we saw Thanos and Hulk do it. What happened to them? So we know, oh, this is it. He's not coming back from this. And everyone starts to dust as elegantly as they did in Infinity War. And there had been all four snaps guys. of all the all bad, bad guys. guys yeah. Good call out. Yeah, yeah, the listener who hasn't seen the movie is just like, oh, everyone? Everyone he did it again. wrong. <laughs> and I like the way Thanos got dusted. He like accepted defeat. He just looked around. And he was like, "Damn, I lost." And he just like sat down. And of course, he was the last one to go. Yeah. Again, I really appreciate how Thanos's like past and future self can accept reality. Right. Like he when he was confronted by the Avengers, he was like, "Huh." 
like he says something along the lines of like you could not live with your failure or something like that. Where did it lead you back yeah, to me? Back to yeah. me. Oh no, that's what he says when they confront him. Right, right. Which I was like, wow. Like he knows he's seen the future and he and he immediately is like out to be to be like you couldn't you you couldn't beat me, so now you're back here trying to beat me again before I have this power. Right. You know. And he essentially still kicked all their asses. Yeah. By he the didn't way. yeah, he didn't yeah. need the you know, he didn't need the those stones as it turned out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just yeah. to just kill you know everyone. everyone. The Avengers needed the MacGuffin of the the Infinity yeah. Stones to wipe him out. And then Tony Stark had a good moment where he he died, and and Peggy Carter kind of uh, that's her last no her last name isn't Carter. It's uh, her Peg- first name isn't Peggy either. Pepper Pe- Potts. Pepper, Pepper Potts. Potts. Peggy is uh, Peggy Carter Captain is America's. Captain America's wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Pepper Potts is basically talking as the viewer to Tony Stark and what he does to Disney. And just being like, we'll be okay without you. Like, you can rest now. You Like, the world will be fine without you playing Iron Man. Like, this universe will still exist. It's okay to rest. I thought that was really effective. I was like, okay, yeah. Like, this is great. And I like the fact that he was, like, too dead to say anything. He was, like, he was just straight up, like, he was a vegetable. Yeah. He, he couldn't get slip in, like, a last, like, awesome word. No, like, he went out before he snapped it because we know what that snap can do. I thought that was great. And then Peter Parker has his moment where he was like, I don't want you to go, tying it back to Infinity War. Did that uh, death plus kind of like the funeral moment after, like did his whole story wrapping up work for everyone? Um, You know what? I got to say, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like there's a mixed. uh, (laughs) You know, I don't think that um, I I just, it didn't really resonate with me. Like if we want to talk about characters, dying off or like funeral scenes right yeah i feel like it kind of got a little bit into big fish territory with the funeral and um it wasn't necessarily as like it was impressive to see all of these actors there to see robert downey jr and that random kid from iron man 3 growing up that nobody recognized Yeah, i didn't recognize that kid um (laughs) i don't even know oh i know who you're talking about now (laughs) and then also the way fast and the furious franchise handled uh paul walker's death right Mm -hmm. Those were really, really, really well done. And I could have used some time to just kind of, instead of them saying goodbye to him as he's like half fried there and unresponsive, I would have liked to have seen maybe some callbacks or flashbacks or, you know, just throw in like, a. a, I mean, you're already throwing me like old movies, you know, like it would be nice to have like, more of a more montage right moments and they try to wrap it up with the the video uh that he left everyone mm-hmm. but i i wasn't that affected by that video he said i love you 3000 whatever right. to his daughter who was smiling throughout that entire scene but whatever joao what were your thoughts on i was just so disengaged the whole movie that by the time tony died i was just like oh I That's, felt like that he deserved way better. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even really process that scene because I was just already so, like... Tired? I, not even tired. No. I was just so bored, really, emotionally. I was just like... I just felt like I was just watching shit happen for three hours, you know? Yeah. Right. And then, And then when he dies, I was just like, all right, yeah. Like, he has fulfilled that character's arc. This makes sense. That like, was, you know, this, it's just yeah, like, and I, it that, was just 
It was, it was so vanilla the way it handled yeah. it, and I would just like. So, for example, "Star Is Born," you know, like she sings that song at the very end, and right as it gets to the last line of Spoilers. the last song. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I mean, honestly, but they have an emotional. It, yeah, it jumps to a callback in the past in right. mid song, and it is just like. Great it moment. just shreds yeah. you. Great even moment. even a callback that we didn't see happen. So maybe if it was just like a moment with him and his daughter, right? Or from like Happy's Happy's having his conversation with his daughter, it would yeah. be nice to have seen that conversation continue, at, but in a callback. Right. Interestingly enough, though, Steve Rogers gets that sort of moment, exactly that callback to a moment we hadn't seen before. That was, I guess, technically play, taking place in the future, based on the rules that they said. But fine. Because we have sort of this little like epilogue moment where Captain America goes back in time to return the stones, which I thought was going to be a huge plot point that they set up that was like the stakes. That was uh, Tilda Swinton's told you we'd get back to this. But Tilda Swinton's whole thing was like, if you take the stones, you have to return them or else this will create an two alternate whatever. Paralyzed, yeah. We'll do that off screen fine in like two seconds. So he goes back in time with Thor's hammer to return that. The shield... And the stone, or Thor's hammer and the stones, and then he does it off screen, which was fine. Mm-hmm. And then time passes, and he somehow gets back to the same timeline as an old man by like waiting it out. Made no sense. That wouldn't happen that because no that that's a different timeline that he'd go back to. So they broke their own rule there for the moment. Fast they broke and loose. Fast and but loose. that but that like what we were saying earlier. You're gonna set your rules up. Yeah, but abide by them. We need to have this resolution this with moment. Captain America yeah. because he is. I know like, you can have the same. Okay, hear me. Yeah, out. yeah you can you just have set different the rules. exact. Not even everything stays the same. One tiny difference, and you're not breaking any rules. You know how they were like, oh, he, he'll travel. You know, thirty years in in twenty seconds or whatever. Uh, five They're five seconds, seconds. Yeah. and they try to bring him back after five seconds, and he doesn't come back. All they had to do was just be like. Wait five more seconds, and then he could come back and be like, "Sorry, guys, I just had to live a whole life." And then it'd be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." But him showing oh, yeah. up as you long know as what he I mean? wanted, yeah, he did say as long as he wanted, right? Hmm. Yeah. But him showing up in the same timeline just completely shatters like everything. Got to write him off though. Got to make yeah. him old, he, he, and it's bold. He shows up yeah. as Clint Eastwood. Right, it's yeah. That, that whole time twist. he was, he was Clint, Clint Eastwood the whole time. That was the twist. That was an old Shyamalan classic. <laughs> yeah, this might get cut out, but I'm pretty sure that that Captain America's voting Republican. Oh yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> oh man, Aaron, your thoughts on the scene? It was you were you were cool with it? Did it work? I thought the sentiment is what it was trying to go for, which was that like he was a man out of place, out of time, in a world he didn't understand, and within a couple of years, he went from like there's that scene where he's like trying to write down in a uh, Winter Soldier like what's new, yeah, Google like right. these movies, blah blah blah, and then like a couple of years later, he's this is the second time he's fighting a space army. You know, I I feel like the whole thing is being like, hey, you kind of skip through the best moments of your life, which is the thing that is causing you the most amount of guilt in all these movies. The idea is we're going to send you back. We're going to have you live this life. And when we see it, you look look satisfied with that decision. And also it serves as a point of it's the passing of the baton moment to Falcon. Yeah. 
And that's what I kind of think they wanted to do in that with that scene because yeah. there was no reason they were like, why were they doing that outside? Right. Because they needed a place for the old guy to be at a park down the you know down the By road. The road. Yeah. yeah. Which. Yeah, I mean, could've still he could have still been old if he would have just. Came yeah, he could just later. maneuver his way into the Avengers compound. And no, like, but hey, who's that old guy over there? <laughs> I'm just saying, if he came back via the time machine, he still lives a whole life, so he would still age, technically. But whatever. Yeah, I think I think Steve Rogers probably didn't realize the rules to. <laughs> yeah, the rules. Yeah, <laughs> he was also confused by the rules, as it turns out. Gave the uh, shield to. Imagine if Falcon was just like. Dude, what do you do? You stayed here? Yeah. You, you could have done this five seconds later and lived the whole life. Right. But that would have made too much sense. Right. But, well, I mean, again, much. I think he was just confused by the rules. <laughs> but he gave the shield to Falcon and not Bucky. That was something that a lot of people thought that because in the comics, the Winter Soldier... Uh... In the comics, uh, Falcon is also Captain America. Certain yeah, point. yeah, sure. definitely. Um, but Bucky first, which is the argument that a lot of racists are trying. <laughs> Can we get that out of the way? Like oh everyone is, is that something that's really happening? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, but in the comics, he gives it to Bucky and not Falcon gets it. Yeah, he gets it, but later. Yeah, I so, think that I think that their comics is not necessarily anything that is going to move these movies forward now. Definitely, I, not. I think that they are based on um, what the MCU, which is. To me, independent of the comics at this point. At this point, yeah. yeah. And it's um, canon. It's, it, it's like its own canon. It's its own canon. It's its, it's, its a canon yeah. timeline. Um, and I think that they can just do whatever they want. And we're going to go see these movies or we're not. But I'm not going to be mad that some continuity didn't cross over to the other. Like, who cares? Yeah. Literally. Of cares? all the problems in this movie, I don't care who yeah. gets yeah, anointed no, the new Captain America. <laughs> Were you more satisfied with Steve Rogers' exit than Tony Stark's, or were they just about the same? I, I thought they were both fitting for each character. Yeah, I mean the way they tied off Cap was really nice, but because of because Infinity War was so much about Tony and Thanos, I was under the impression Thin Endgame was going to be maybe kind of running alongside of what happened at some points with Cap while he was on the run, or just more Cap focused like right. cap does have a lot of good moments in this but as far as character moments uh, i'm not totally sure he just seems like he is just gonna like do what it takes whatever yeah. it takes and that's kind of all of his all his identity is is like yeah. whatever it takes um i do like the prospect of like he outlived his world and then after the snap even that modern world that he accustomed to was also gone right like or half of it yeah, and so he went back in time to like save the modern world, which is a huge character development moment because that was now his world. Yeah, like that I like the like thematically how that works, and he, you know, yeah, I think maybe it's unfair. I mean, it, it is unfair. I know that you can't take these movies as singularities because that's just not realistic. They don't work as single movies, but I do feel like each movie should earn me caring about its characters you know like i think personally for me like i don't think i can just like i don't think a movie can just inherit uh the goodwill that the previous movie right like just because right just because i like cap as a character 
I'm not going to watch this movie and care about his character if this movie doesn't do a good job of making me care about that character. Right. It at least has to do a little bit of work running. But I think of all the movies that um, this bring, I think this movie brings a lot more about if you have been watching these movies. For sure. These things are going to come along with it. Where I think that Marvel has done a really good job with all the movies before of it being like, this movie is about this movie. We're going to have a little bit of tie-ins here and there, but it's not going to be alluding to another movie or another universe or another world right. that isn't like fully um, you know, part of it. Like, um, Which is the one where Doctor Strange shows up? Is that Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange shows up, and that's like a funny little moment. Iron Man's in uh, Spider-Man. But really, that's kind of all that you get from those movies is like these little moments of crossover. Right. But those movies are still full on those movies. Right. It isn't like alluding to, Oh, this black widow movie that's about to be out in theaters, you know? Right. No, uh, and fair. I think that Marvel does a really good job with that. This one, it couldn't, it just, it couldn't, right. it needs to, that's why it's a year after infinity war and all, and, and then five you know, years after that. Yeah. So yeah. I think they needed to sort of like get to it right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And I saved this moment for last because this is my favorite moment. If used moving forward, Thor joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. He gives up his whole uh, King of Asgard. He hands that off to Valkyrie. And he's like, I'm going to hang with these guys now. And I think that that would be just another great tool for James Gunn to use in the third Guardians movie. Yeah. And it made sense. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, you know me. Thor, Stan... Honestly, the rest of the MCU going forward could just be Thor movies and Guardians movies and crossover Thor slash Guardians <laughs> movies. Um, I am not for this. Oh, interesting. I think the ensemble of Guardians is really cool. And adding Thor wouldn't be like adding KD to the Warriors, but it would be like, I, I don't know. I think Taika Waititi did a really good job with Thor and to just give what he's done over to James Gunn. I think that they would do well in like a crossover movie, but I would like to see more about this fat Thor with Taika handling it than yeah. with James Gunn. I think point. that could still happen, right? Like I think Thor being in the Guardians movie doesn't mean like Thor can't have his own movie with the Guardians in it too. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't know if that would happen. You think... There are going to be no more solo Thor movies. I mean, I don't think Chris Hemsworth is about to go from solo standalone movies to like everyone's out, like everyone that he has uh, entered this with being Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. Chris Evans are all out and he's going to become like an ensemble character in the movie that he's no longer the titular role. Right. I will say yep. this. That what can happen is we don't get a Thor movie for a while. He's in Guardians 3, and then in a couple of years we get a Thor 4 or something, depending on whatever they do with this character in that Guardians movie. Yeah, that's interesting because I wasn't even calculating like the real-life repercussions. Right. So I was just thinking of like the characters themselves right. and how well it worked whenever they were together on screen. But Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sh- sure. 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 And that's the movie. <laughs> Well, I have a couple of I have a couple of uh, things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Definitely, uh, there's a lot of fan service here, and so I just we've talked about it sort of uh, through all of them. So I just wanted to hear what you guys were 
thinking was the best fan service moment for you. Hmm. So we'll start with uh, the all the formation, the ladies getting formation moment. Loved it. The snapback reveal, which is when you know we all of the portals begin to open and we see all of the people who have been snapped out. Yeah, returning. That works. Um, Captain with the hammer moment. Yep. Tony and Howard, the little uh, you know heart to heart Tony has with his own father. Yeah. yeah. Peggy and Steve's final dance. Yeah. That's towards the, the end. That's the end of the, the movie. The fan service moment. Yeah. And then the cheeseburgers line, which is the first thing that Tony requests when he returns from the six rings. Right. He's like, but first cheeseburgers. Yeah. And he says he says that um, John Favreau says that to uh, Tony's daughter Morgan. Right. I like that. So, which one would you guys say was the best out of those? Yeah. You I, feel free to add some more. I I like the hammer lifting that did the most for me, especially considering. The Thor America or Captain Thor. Or whatever yeah, it is. like yeah. and and at that, I mean, at that point, I was so tired. The movie really needed to do something. It so needed a shot engaged, in the arm. Yeah, and it got yeah. it from me. Yeah, that, it worked. I think that that moment works for a reason we haven't really talked about, and it's Thor's reaction to that. Right, right. And it's yeah, like I Thor it. being so excited and him being like, yes, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. That was great. Because it turned like a badass moment into like another character moment. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we don't really get a lot of like their relationship. Yeah. Thor anymore. is still just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I knew it. I was about to die. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Keep going. He does yeah. have a moment later when he's like, I'll take the bigger one. When right. with the axe or the hammer, he's like, oh, I, I still want to be like alpha here. Right, right, and that right, still right. works. So, because yeah. that was a thing like earlier in the early Avengers movies, like Thor and Captain America had kind of like this fun rivalry. He had it with everyone. He's just yeah. asserting his dominance. Yeah. Right. He's an alpha male in those first movies. Big right. Time. And I think we, we just like hadn't seen it in a bit and that was a cool interaction between them so i did yeah i like that a lot yeah uh i really like the all women shot that was my favorite because i was just kind of like oh what's happening here oh all right okay and then it was just like just keep joining and i'm like yeah. yeah all right i'm with that I, yeah. I like that the most that was a great moment i also want to talk to you guys about what i am calling the russo universe which is all of the People that have been working with the Russos. And we're going to start with this movie had uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Shirley from Community. Yep. The Winter Soldier had Danny Pudi, a.k.a. Uh, Abed, also yep. from Community. Civil War had Jim Rush, a.k.a. Dean Pelton, also from Community. Spider-Man Homecoming had Donald Glover, a.k.a. Troy. Yep. That, that wasn't a Russo movie, but whatever. I'm putting it in here. For that works. Movie. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, David Cross, a.k.a. Tobias in Avengers Affinity War, which the Russos, Tobias from Arrested Development. Yeah. In his blue look. Yeah. So those are all the Russo casting for their things. And I wanted to know if you guys had a favorite. Yeah. Uh, Dean. The, <laughs> the Dean. Uh, the Dean is still the, the yeah. same guy. Yeah. yeah. Dean Louise. <laughs> Um, Dean you later. Yeah, Dean you later. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Lina Ling Ling. <laughs> Dean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like, I'm going to say um, Tobias. Tobias. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, I really like Shirley's moment in, in this one. I just, just felt like I was like, ooh, Shirley's, can I stick her nose yeah. into this? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you missed one. I just remembered. There was another one in, 
Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Which one? It was um was it Senior Bin Chang? It was Chang, yeah. It was? That's yeah. it. That's yeah. right. He was the security guy when Ant Man comes out of the van. Oh, that's very- right. I'm gonna change my answer to Chang because he was also the security guard in the season three of Community. Yeah. Oh, that's so he's right. kept with the character. Right. Reprising yeah. his role. Right. Reprising yeah. his role in the Russo universe. Same universe. Yeah. yeah. Same universe. Same universe. You heard it here. A couple of continuity questions. Again, a little rhetorical. How are Tony and Hawkeye able to hold an Infinity Stone after what we've seen happens to Quill and Karina in Guardians 1? Karina was the collector's assistant who grabs it, immediately is vanished. Yep. The collector goes into this lengthy thing about how only people of great you know, power can hold it. One time, six people held it, even they were... How do you know? How how do we resolve this? I I don't like to bail Marvel out of this, but I will say that Hawkeye held it during that like weird like Soul Stone. He was in that intermission place that Thanos was in when he saw Child Gamora. Mm-hmm. So there was like a dreamlike element to it that like was a bit abstract. So I'll give that one a pass. How he carried it back to I don't know, but. The other one was who else held it in the Tony. I don't know, but he eventually died anyway from right. snapping his fingers. Ugh. And they all kind of like even like Thanos had every time Thanos puts on one, he like sort of shocks himself. Mm-hmm. It like kind of shocks him. Same thing with the Hulk. But Tony was just kind of like zoom. Yeah, he had it in his hand. Yeah, it was all moving, and I was like, and he grabbed all six. He grabbed all six. Pretty good. Pretty good slide of hand. Yeah. Slide yeah. of Learn from Job. <laughs> yeah. Another Russo. Another Russo reference. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, my, I, I can't explain that yeah. one. We're just going to... That one's a fast and loose one. Uh, where was Vision in all this? Did you see him? Did he come back? Was he snapped he back to reality? was dead. He was dead. He's been dead. He's been dead. Okay. He does not... Maybe, there are certain people that just... Maybe one of the people that went from like... OP to nerfed the hardest. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Absolutely. And I can't and you know they're gonna nerf they're gonna have to nerf Captain Marvel too. She's too strong. Like yeah. I mean they kinda as, nerfed her in this movie. I, yeah, they plot nerfed Thanos, her. Just yeah. Like, yeah. They were just like, Well, we can't have you in the movie, so we're gonna have to get you out of the movie unless we need something to happen right now. Right, right. Because not that she's too strong. She's exactly as strong as she should be, but compared to everyone else, like she's so much stronger than everyone that right. Than the stakes required. Right. Yeah. So it's like, any. why not call her for everything? She, right. Well, she made it very clear that there wasn't the only way that this can blah. But I do blah, feel like this blah, isn't like... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't the only place where things are happening. But... That was the biggest thing. Feels like, yeah. yeah. It feels like, feels that like that we might want to be deal. there like yeah. before all of this happens. <laughs> what the hell is going on over there? Right. Is yeah. my question. Like... She was too busy for this. Right. Which just, <laughs> you kidding me? Which just leads me to, man, why wasn't the time travel like the climax and the crux of the movie? That was just a plot device to get Thanos back to Earth for round two. Right. And it wasn't even the prepared, ready for, you know, studied Thanos, you know? Yeah. Right. But then again. And, and if the time travel was a thing, then Captain Marvel can't really we wouldn't be asking these questions of like who's stronger than who who's what because then then it's just like it just takes some savvy writing and like i think that i think it has to be like if we're dealing with time here 
there does need, and this is the last film, there does need to be the entirety of all the characters that have ever existed ever in the world and in this universe. They all need to show up in this moment. And if time is your enemy, like, you can't go to war against time, you know? like. But that's such a great message i mean that's the whole superman thing is like no and i feel like that would have been such a great message for these heroes in their last movie we've seen 21 movies or 20 if we count out like they lose in infinity war but like infinity war sets up this thing of like thanos is inevitable and now after if you kill thanos in the first few minutes what's the thing that you can't like time will happen no matter what so they can go back in time and try to beat time but because of time, they have to make sacrifices in bringing everyone back. Like, I just feel like that would work so much better than like, we can call it what we want. And it was a great moment. But this was just a big CGI fight to end off 22 films. Right. It was done well. It was it was great. Uh, but what it ultimately came down to was a big CGI fest. And there's got to be a better way. And I'd like to believe that Marvel, who's spearheading this whole superhero thing, can trailblaze trailblaze, trailblaze yeah. a better solution to how we i guess like define success through these climactic superhero battles like the next universe whatever that will have to top this one in 50 years we'll have to just have a better big fight sequence at the end because this was the way marvel decided to cap it off I don't know. I just feel like there was a more nuanced way. And I but, feel like Infinity War kind of achieved that. Ending it off very subtly. Like, the heroes didn't get a chance to win that battle. And this film didn't take a lot of the lessons that I thought they learned when I saw Infinity War. Right. I, I feel the exact same way. Ultimately, we got to remember that these are these are kids' movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that in... I'm not trying to be nefarious. Like I'm, I'm being. It's made for all ages, right? It's right. made for all ages, right? And a big CGI scene is very entertaining to a 12 year old, and a bunch of nerds too. Like, and myself included, because I was affected by that moment. But years removed, what would have like a great time heist with like genuine plot twists and like characters having to make tough decisions right. under a winding shot clock like that. That could we were like robbed of some something and really that's also, great. Yeah, that's also that's, like letting a movie off the hook just because like there have been action movies with incredible action set piece climaxes that are memorable and that are like you know iconic and they don't just devolve into just a bunch of CGI. So right, and I say all that to say that I think that this big CGI battle was earned. They had twenty two movies. How they right. pulled this off is a miracle yeah. to. I thought the movie was a fitting ending to this and a fitting sequel to Infinity War. I'm just saying there is that part of me that's just like, you guys almost went there. You pulled the time travel card. You did it in your own way. Like, wait, it, it like almost goes there. And then it's just like, oh, we can't go too far. There's it, that like buffer. Yeah, there does. There like just has to be a big fight scene at the end. I don't agree with it. I also feel like the CGI in this one was ultra shaky like yeah. i i think that yeah. the detail in infinity war with thanos Incredible. was so crisp yeah and yeah. so believable and this one i had i could feel kind of like the the, the scale kind of got no i just felt like you know it's like rubbery yeah real yeah. Ru- real rubbery oh. kind of like it like the 
it wasn't really well rendered like you can like see all where they the, spent all their of, money yeah like they spent it on hulk like, face a yeah. lot and but you know how um you, you see the new live action aladdin's with when will smith is blue it sort of looked like that kind of shaky <laughs> yeah. where you're just kind of like ooh, yeah not really like really well done here fellas yeah. i mean like other parts are really good but i feel like thanos's uh, facial performances was were were way different yeah and we um, didn't zoom in on them a lot we didn't they didn't not have, a lot of maybe it was a, a matter of like the cgi just wasn't they didn't have the time or but we spent a lot of time looking at him from afar in armor. It's yeah. just a CGI baddie. Yeah, but I, yeah, this was Thanos, Step, guys. Yeah, this Thanos. Was, uh, yeah, this um, Thanos. And I feel like, um, you know, that's a lot of what we we're bringing into it. Sometimes is our own expectations of what we want, what we think. But I also know we got a big CGI bite the last movie. Like I would have been nice to have seen that twice as big army in the first one, and then this one be much more of Intimate. a intimate like the original avengers sacrificing and i thought we'd get that because the first movie had all these characters and then they strategically dumped it away everyone but the original five right and then i was like oh we're just getting like a focus and this one felt less tight and it was kind of all over the place and again the structure of the film didn't really service our cast i feel like because we ended up splitting them up anyway there's just five of us. Why are we splitting them up into different time? Like they had their narrative reasons, but I felt that was weird too. That's a great point. Yeah, and also like the presentation of it. I, you know, the way they the way they like let you in on what was happening wasn't you know it wasn't clean. It was just sort of like black letters, white letters. But it didn't like in Civil War. It was really cool how they introduced like new planets and new, new pla- locations even infinity infinity war you know also had the same thing it was like space vormir whatever yeah nowhere yeah nowhere all like it was very grand and epic and, and this one was just sort of like you know sort of like comics not comic sans but like a generic sans dude you're, yeah 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 we're we're talking about exactly why i thought this movie was just fine yeah it was just fine it was so boring to me to yeah. watch to look at to look at yeah. to like the most boring marvel movie i've seen in in like the most boring avengers movie i've seen in a while the most boring like blockbuster I've seen. it was just so generic looking to me every ev- they were every scene was like in a room a lot of scenes not in all rooms. of them except, a lot of them except like the end but it was just like everything felt like fake i didn't feel like things were tough. definitely felt like in a studio and, and yeah, by the way yeah, the whole yeah. avengers tower is uh green screen that's yeah, like the entirety that. of that hangar is the, the whole hangar like the white hangar the background every time they're in the facility it's green screen well yeah i can imagine that that's probably what's happening that they just have like if you turn the camera this way this is yeah. the avengers <laughs> hangar if you turn <laughs> yeah, it this way yeah. it's it's the blown up version <laughs> if you turn it this way it's um, yeah but even that, like, interior shots are green. Like, there's nothing practical here. And I mean, it, that's, that's, you feel it. Like, yeah, you feel it. it. Even if it's subconsciously, you just feel like, I feel like we're in an actual place. Like, I didn't feel any different than when we were in 2012 New York and 2014 Vormir, present-day Avengers Tower. Right. I felt like we were in the same, like, situation. And I think that because of the success of Infinity War, it led to sort of some narrative failures in Endgame because of what the end of Infinity War did. Marvel could not have another year go by without like a couple of movies coming out. So there was, what, Captain Marvel? 
Captain Marvel was the only movie between this and that. Uh, yes, that's between correct. Infinity War and Endgame. But I uh, think no, Ant Man two. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Ant Man yeah, two. Nobody saw that one. Well, in this room, I, I, I saw it, right, but right. I, yeah. it's on Netflix now. I think it is. Yeah, like, I'm gonna have to go rewatch that, um, or actually watch that. <laughs> but I think this movie or don't right. It, like it just like de-escalated. Uh, I kind of know what happens at the end now, I guess. Um, and I think that this movie could have used two or three years. You know, wow. I, I would have liked to have just to become more focused into what the storyline was because it just again fat it just felt so fast and loose and not in like a cool like steven soderbergh's oceans franchise kind of way it felt yeah. kind of like the oceans eight you know what i mean yeah uh this is the last thing i'll say on it and i and i don't know if i've been able to articulate why i think that this movie is painfully average but like talking about it now i don't think i have an issue with the ideas you know like them doing the time travel thing cool them killing off thanos within the first 15 minutes like awesome like they make all of these decisions that i'm cool move that, bold yeah, moves bold moves yeah. really bold moves and and if we were to watch when we watched infinity war we talked about man i wonder what's going to happen next and we talked about all of this right we talked like a lot man, of theorizing all, wouldn't it be so scenario? dope if they time traveled or if they like killed thanos within the first 10 minutes and it's just like they did all of that right but i think there's a huge effect that the way you do things has on a viewer not just like what happens and i think that that gets lost on people like for example i love i'm sure we all love queen right and like bohemian rhapsody we love bohemian rhapsody as a song absolutely you take that song oh you weren't talking about the movie absolutely not the movie oh wow definitely not the movie okay the song that's another that's another episode and the movie the song bohemian Rhapsody. i'll speak for everyone we say that we love the movie (laughs) you'll speak for yourself or i'll delete this file (laughs) but like the song bohemian rhapsody is a great song and if you don't change a thing, you don't change any of the notes, you don't change any of the lyrics, but you replace the instruments and you replace the singer and you just change how it's sung or like how you record it, it's a completely different song. Yeah. And it could be a terrible song. And so like, that's how I feel about this movie is like, I'm fine with all of the decisions I'm more than fine. I liked all of the decisions, but I hated the way they were all presented. It's execution. The execution. I just thought the execution was flat, uninspired, and boring. Very samey. Yeah. 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 With Thanos' execution. Oh, no, no. not (laughs) Sorry. The beheading. I'm talking about... (laughs) So, I feel like this was very therapeutic. I feel like... Wow. That was... I feel like I've wanted to talk about this movie for a while... And I feel like I never have to talk about this movie again. Ever again. <laughs> Ever again. I will say, hypothetical. Because I think we've we've kind of laid out where we stand on this film. Moving forward, right? They've accomplished what they've accomplished, which will probably be the most successful movie of all time, you know, box office uh, grossing-wise. Where would you like to see them go from here? Because I feel like they have a real chance to change the culture at Marvel in terms of anything that comes out after this will be seen as like part two, brand new, sort of. They they have a shot here to sort of go in a new direction. And as a viewer, where would you like to see them go? I think I'd like to see them go 
in more places, meaning that not necessarily one timeline, one uh, like focused timeline. I would like to see them have like, you know, indie movies give give certain a chance, things a chance and have them be on the new Disney platform. Right. You know, quote unquote, a 24 movie that is like style movie, smaller stories, more diverse stories. Like to me, I'm like, OK, we've wrapped up this big gargantuan bohemian of a timeline. Now we can go in many different places and we can go exploring we can tell big stories that are going to be in the theater, but we can also tell stories that are a lot more coming of age. Like that's what I really liked about the Spider-Man movie was that it was sort of a coming of age movie, yeah, high school John Hughes type movie, like different genres of movies. Yeah, like there's just so many genres that movies can go into a wild western style. I mean, spaghetti western. Uh, an actual time heist movie that was like yeah. you know we understand what's happening. Uh, tragedies, these kind of stories. Like I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily need to be, and within that you can have things cross over and things enter here and there. But it doesn't need to be as super committed as and and structured and formulaic as Phase One through Three Three was. Good answer. Yeah, and I kind of I think very similarly think that I want to see them take more risks. I want to see movies feel less like Marvel movies, as yes. weird as that sounds. Right. Like, I don't want to go into, you know, as much as I like Captain Marvel's character, that movie was like a checklist of a movie. Right. You know, you just had, and you, and if you've seen one Marvel, the Marvel movie, beats. yeah, exactly. If you see one Marvel movie, you see them all, and so, and that's why I loved Ragnarok so much, and that's why I do enjoy the the uh, Guardians movies, and why I enjoyed. Uh, Winter Soldier is that they definitely felt like their own entities and the pace of them were all unique even the look of them you know what I mean just like visually speaking they right. felt very unique um, and that's just what I want I want them to take more risks and like divert a bit from the Marvel formula because it will make money they already have the numbers on the board like they already have the number one movie of all time ever right. so like to me that's goes to your point where they can take risks because they already have they're already number one you know right. what i mean yeah. like you can go they're like hey look i got my ring in cleveland i'm gonna go play for the lakers right i can take that risk yeah. because my legacy is cemented right you and might not like, make the playoffs but you'll be fine <laughs> but there's gonna be drama <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah so like that's what i feel like they have they have put their ultimate stamp on you know 100 years of filmmaking they have put their stamp on what they have created now they can go and give people opportunities like this to me this isn't just like what stories they can tell but what opportunities that can they present to all kinds of people you know right. everyone now has a story to tell and everyone now is has a you know story about them that they can hear you right know? yeah i want to see more diverse movies with uh more diverse talent behind the scenes i think we're getting the movies got very samey and i think the russo brothers directed one two three four movies and they were all like a year or two years apart from each other it seems like they have their like handful of directors now and i think that it's important to inject fresh voices into the series so i'd like to see more i sort of on the line of what you guys are saying is like start going new directions i'd like to get see them get rid of their style guide 
whatever you know the yeah because they have a style guide of what kind of shots work what shots don't work the way they color things shoot some more practical stuff i want to see stuff on location i know because of like spoiler culture and nerd culture it's hard to and you want to be very secretive about that stuff but start coloring your films differently shoot them on a different camera they can afford to do this stuff now. You're right. They've got the numbers. They've got the numbers of all time. By the time this episode goes up, it may be the highest grossing movie of all time. Start telling smaller stories, more intimate stories. Your roster doesn't have to be 50 heroes like we saw in this movie. Like You're not going to outdo what you've done. Right. Because you don't have a Captain America and an Iron Man, and people won't love it the same way that they loved that. The people who grew up with those movies won't love these movies the same way. Mm-hmm. But you can create a new culture for like a new set of, you know, a, a new, uh, for a new generation. generation. Yeah. And you can do that by telling smaller, more meaningful stories and really focus on the the cinema of it all. Right. Like, and how you unravel that story. So, And they're going to always have like their tentpole, like blockbusters. To me, yeah, you know, we're all going to, we're all going to, I guess at some point see those either in the theater or in the back of a Delta TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which true. is where I saw Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like what you were saying, like Thor Ragnarok and Guardians 1 just broke the mold as far as stylistically so much that I think that that would be something I would be interested in seeing. Also, the new Spider-Man... Um, I want to see where that goes because I feel like that's right. going to give us a lot of insight onto... Where, where they want to go. That's and the that's first a, one, right? That's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's the considered last the last. That's considered, okay. considered yeah. yeah, considered okay. the ending of phase three. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future at some point. Yeah. Um, I want to say one last thing. Definitely. Um, I uh, may come off here like some all-knowing nerd, which I'm not. <laughs> I did a deep dive for this, which is why I know all of the continuity. And I have notes here in front of me, so I'm not a nerd. If you, you just made did it, your research. If you made it all the way down here, I can bench 270. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I did not have any notes. And I cannot bench 270. <laughs> and it's very obvious that I was very unprepared. I know my show's turning into like talking about Marvel and Game of Thrones, and but this might very well be the biggest movie of all time. And I think it's important to say what we said. And I think we all came at it with different perspectives and we saw it at different times and i feel good about it i feel like that was very therapeutic and i yeah. never have to talk about this movie there again. we go yep yeah nice job nice job, job to you guys yeah good job to everyone that was that was a ooh. okay plug your podcast plug the podcast i'll plug it at the end i want to plug right. you guys i want to do out where can people find you you can find me soft glass s-o-f-t-g-l-a-s uh everywhere instagram twitter spotify apple music um title you know, wow, everywhere, very Amazon nice. Music, very nice, YouTube, okay, mm, mm. right. Well, nice. I directed some of those videos. Yeah, this is did. true. Yeah, this is true. Not all of them. Speaking of Aaron, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at Aaron is not cool almost everywhere. Um, the places that I'm not don't matter. Um, you can check out any of my work if you like. Aaron is not dot cool. That is an extension, a real extension. Very nice. But also, my favorite platform is Twitter. So if you want to uh, talk with me there, I will happily um, concede to people's objections to probably a lot of my thoughts here. <laughs> if not, that's fine. 
but do go and check out my work. I really am proud of uh, what I do, and um, I'd love for people to take a look if they can. Awesome. Thank you guys for being on. For oh, Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Too. Yeah. That was this week's show. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. You can hear new episodes of Seymour every week on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, Seymour is just one of many shows that Cesspool has to offer. For more info, visit cesspoolnetwork.com to see our full weekly lineup or follow at Cesspool Network on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Juwan underscore chirps, on Instagram at Juwan underscore snaps, or follow what I watch on Letterboxd at Juwan Gonzalez. See you next week. Mm-hmm.